Hello, hello, hello! Hey, viewers. Not not viewers. I always say that. Hey, listeners. <laughs> Welcome back this week to episode 10, season 4 of the Super Happy Fun Variety Phallic Soap on a Rope Hour. We are broadcasting... Once again, from Pork Butt Studios. It's Pork... No, Butt Rub Studios, right? Butt Rub Studios. Butt Rub Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And my Pork Butt Satellite, currently orbiting Australia. Uh, we, uh... Coming back from a, a nice little two-week break. Our, our usual two-week break. Easter's happened. Come and gone. Other spring holidays. I don't know what other spring holidays have, have happened, but I'm sure that there are some other ones. Passover. Um, Passover, that's right. Um, and now we're back again. Uh, <laughs> Pat, would you like to say some words? You know, poop, feet. Long-time uh, listeners of the show will remember a previous cast member, uh, <laughs> who may uh, be joining us show today if he gets back from his chores in time. His, his, his errand days. run. His errands. Yes. Running errands. I think that I think uh, that he could have done the show while running errands. I think that it would have been fine if he like, shows up to the dry cleaners to pick up things and he's like talking about cursing a stream. Or talking about uh, talking about problems. poo. Exactly, poo and 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 cleaning oneself in the car. I I really don't see a problem with that. Really, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I do my show in the middle of a preschool classroom, so <laughs> kids are like, "Mommy, what is that strange woman doing?" <laughs> She's doing a show, kids, doing a show. Well, uh, uh, I guess we we can get started and get right down to business then. I suppose. Oh. Um, or, I you know, we could fart I would around. say that our, uh, our test or, or our experiment that we proposed last week, uh, where if anyone was listening to contact us, well, uh, it I would say was a dismal failure, except it, it actually was successful, and that we now know that no one listens to the show. No, 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 no. We do. Um, because I was contacted, and people were asking where to get uh some of the old show stuff, and I was telling them, well, we have the intention of putting a lot. People? Do you mean person? I mean person. Yes. But also, did you check out the blog? One listener. Did you check out the blog? Uh, yesterday. Did you go to the dashboard thing and see that they were like there was like twenty one hits one day. So, I mean... And that just makes people, like, pigeon hobbyists. <laughs> pigeon hobbyists. I don't think that somebody's going to be a pigeon hobbyist and, and click a link that says Exploding Pigeons. You know? I, th- I think we, you know... Pigeon hobbyists. Pigeon hobbyists. Still, no... Uh, no I wonder if there's a term for them, though. Like, you know... There's a term for stamp club. Lectures, I don't know what it is. Stamp hobbyists. Well, no, I mean, there's like a Latin term or, you know, some fancy scientific term. You know, I wonder if there's a, a fancy scientific-esque term for pigeon hobbyists. 
Uh, like, hmm. I, I don't, I don't even know what it would be because I don't know the scientific term for pigeon, but oh, pigeons. So it's Wednesday morning, and it is. I. It's about eleven forty-five. I, I we were supposed to start at eleven. I think originally, I. Uh. I horrifically and obscenely <laughs> overslept. It's unacceptable. I got a, a text from Meg saying, "Are you ready to do the show?" I was like, "I thanks to the text, like I just woke up." <laughs> He's in his underwear. Oh god! Running around the house. What do I do? <laughs> I don't even know how to turn a computer. <laughs> and yeah, I thought I... Uh, I thought that I was actually completely and utterly unprepared. Yeah. But then I remembered that I borrowed uh, the news section of that paper at work again. So. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That There's seems like a, at least a, couple a of wonderful stories. treasure trove of stories, that, that paper. Generally. <laughs> oh, my foot's asleep. Oh. Bad idea to sit uh, cross-legged for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a young chicken anymore. Speaking of chickens, did you know that there's a chickens magazine? Yes, yes, I've actually seen that at uh, like a pet store before, and I'm like, really? I saw it in the grocery store, and then I posted it on Facebook. I was sitting there thinking, like, um, who goes to the pet store for their chicken stuff? Me. You know, why would it, why would it be at the pet store? I mean, granted, it could be considered a pet, but usually most people who have chickens, they're they're less a pet and more um, a food source. Food, food well, that's source. What it's for. Oh, is that? It's it's so for it's, it's people not like that grow. Parrot. It's it's for like urban chickening or something. I think. <laughs> urban chickening. It's for people that have like chicken like chickens in their backyard. Uh huh. That they, I guess, grow for it, food. It's not like the ferrets. There's a ferrets. Honestly, there's a magazine for everything. There's a yeah. There's a magazine about ferrets, and I mean, there's there are magazines about everything. I'm sure that if we came up with some weird topic, we could find a magazine for it. You know, like soap on a rope enthusiasts. Um, you know, which will now be my uh, my uh, goal for the rest of the week: find soap on the rope magazine. So that we can talk about it in the next episode. But uh, uh, did you want to go ahead and start with your uh, with your? Did you have any indecent exposures in this paper? I'm, I'm assuming well, that you me, do. Let me check the paper. Actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> I haven't actually read the paper. I mean, not really. I kind of <laughs> glanced over it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Something similar, but it's not really an indecent exposure, but it's kind of in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. It was a decent exposure. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> he showed enough of himself, you know, it was decent. Da -da. You're looking no, over. I do outside. not have any indecent exposures. No, yeah, okay. It's all like <laughs> news stories. I was going to be like, well, while you're looking over stuff, I'll go ahead and read something. Um, well, I've got to do the proper introduction. I still haven't gotten this to be able to 
show up on the on the show correctly and echoey. So perhaps this will do the job. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, news rapes. <laughs> Sounded like you were talking through like one of those cardboard cones. I'll let you go first. All right. Uh. I have two stories. One of them is better than the other. I will read the the less better first. Because uh, I think the funnier one is the second one. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Mother-daughter. Huh? I will not. <laughs> Mother-daughter arrested for bringing body to airport. Two women arrested April 3rd at a British airport for attempting to bring a dead body aboard a flight. Say so they thought they're 90... Huh? I heard about this. Yes. So they thought their 91-year-old relative was just sleeping. Gita Gerant, 66, and her daughter, Anke Anusik, 41, both German nationals, were arrested at Liverpool John Lennon Airport on suspicion of failing to give notification of death for Gerant's husband, Kurt Willie Gerant. They were later released on bail. Airport staff said that Kurt, Kurt Gerant was wearing sunglasses when the woman rolled his lifeless body into the airport in a wheelchair and attempted to check in for their trip to Berlin. Of course we did not know he was dead, Anusik told the BBC, saying he was pale but he wasn't dead when the trio left their home in Greater Manchester. He was moving, he was breathing, eight people saw him. Farting uncontrollably. She added, huh? Farting uncontrollably. <laughs> of course he's alive. Uh, she added, how can you bring a dead person to Germany? Airport worker Andrew Milea said he knew Durant was dead upon the group's arrival to the airport when he helped move the man into a wheelchair. I did my best to help by carefully lifting the man from his seat, Milea told the Daily Telegraph. To my horror, his face fell sideways against mine. It was ice cold. But they reassured me that he always sleeps like that. He always sleeps like, you know, like he's got no pulse. (laughs) Like he's got uh, rigor mortis. (laughs) Oh, he always sleeps like that. He's got things leaking out of him. Um, Anusik and the mother were arrested after Malia alerted authorities, who took Durant's pulse and determined he was dead. Manchester police, who later confirmed his death in a statement, said they believed Durant died April 2nd of natural causes. So they think that he died on the 2nd, and they were arrested on the 3rd, mm. you know, for while taking his, his body. So clearly he was not living and breathing when they got in the car, unless yeah. they got in the car... Like the, the day previous before. day. Yeah. Um, Anusik told the BBC that her stepfather had suffered from Alzheimer's disease and had recently been released from the hospital after a bout of pneumonia. He was fine, she said, of her decision to bring him on the flight to Germany. If he was not fine, the hospital wouldn't release him. Gita Gerant said her late husband was the best man in the world. If the woman had been attempting to smuggle Kurt Gerant's body out of England, as some May have sur- uh, some have surmised it may have been to avoid rep- repatriation fees of more than seven thousand dollars. Wow! But uh, yeah, it, like clearly, clearly he was not just sleeping. People, you know, it's it's pretty easy when someone's been dead for a day <laughs> to tell that they're dead. You know, your your body does stuff. <laughs> um, the other story that I have is a little bit longer but uh, I, I think it, it's fantastic 
Sandwich to be renamed for man with lockjaw. <laughs> a Georgia man bit off more than he could chew, literally, when he dislocated his jaw while trying to eat a supersized sandwich. Chad Etmuller, Et Et a structured settlement broker in Cumming, Georgia. That's, that's an unfortunate name of a town to be living in. Uh... Suffered a locked jaw for 14 hours after biting into a double meat, double cheese sandwich. But what may be more amazing is that Et Mueller is going against the grain of this lawsuit happy country and not taking the makers of the sandwich to court. Here's the backstory. Et Mueller, 38, is a fan of Witch Witch, a Dallas-based restaurant chain specializing in sandwiches with 105 locations in 18 states. So when he wanted to celebrate his son's second-place showing in a local talent show, it was natural for him to take his family to the restaurant. Ed Mueller is especially fond of a sandwich called The Wicked, which has five different types of meat and three cheeses. Because he hadn't eaten all day, he ordered a version with twice the meat and cheese, which made his jaw drop. That's because Ed Mueller... And and his pants. (laughs) And his bowels. (laughs) They just drop. Did you say ew? <laughs> they just um, meatily, wetly, and squishily poured from his asshole. Just kind of like bounce on the ground. Uh, that's because ew. Making that sound is the ooze. That's so gross. Oozing. Uh, that's because what Ed a Mueller's disgusting mouth. chain of thought. <laughs> Ed Mueller's mouth got stuck before he could have that very first bite, and he couldn't shut it. Adding insult to his injuries and pain to his suffering, Et Mueller's three kids thought he was joking and started laughing at his misery. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. It was so bad that I went outside and punched my jaw trying to get it back in place, Et Mueller said. I call 911. <laughs> I'll just go well, punch myself this... in the face. How are you supposed to do that? Like, you can't, you know. I'm sure when if that somebody did... calls 911 and they're just going, <laughs> hey! <laughs> like that guy that came to the theater that time. Terminator? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that he was guy. He for the bathroom. <laughs> Terminator? Uh, when that didn't work, he and his family went to didn't local man, urgent didn't care. Didn't that man stink? Uh, he might have. really bad. I don't know. A lot of our customers stink. <laughs> a lot of our employees stink. Uh, Yeah. Um, this guy named Patrick, for one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, when that didn't work, he and his family went to a local urgent care clinic where the medical staff tried to help him when they weren't stifling their giggles. Punching him in the face. So mm-hmm. the staff was laughing at him? Yeah, well, trying what not to. What kind of hospital is this? <laughs> Ed Mueller is still talking about the bizarre methods used to treat his locked jaw, and he's not really supposed to talk. At one point, they tried to sedate, but I woke up after five minutes to see a guy on top of me standing on the bed trying to leverage his weight to move my jaw forward. (laughs) And then he peed on me. (laughs) When that didn't work, he was transported via ambulance to Emory University, where a doctor declared he had double dislocation of the mandible, or, in layman's terms, he dislocated his jaw. Yes, thanks. Ed Mueller had his jaw locked in the open mouth, insert foot, or sandwich position for more than 14 hours before doctors were able to surgically manipulate it back to its normal area. During that time, Ed Mueller's best buddy, Paul Addison, decided to get revenge for his friend by going to Ed Mueller's minivan, where the leftover sandwich was being stored, and eat it. It had to die, he said, but it was a mercy killing. 
New York-based dentist Dr. Robert Soren, who hasn't treated Mueller, says the dislocation, or more correctly called the subluxation, is unusual but not unheard of, and says when Mueller bit down on the sandwich, his jaw went farther forward than normal, causing it to lock. Although he says something like what happened to Mueller is more likely to happen when the jaw has been stretched previously, Mueller says nothing like this has ever happened before. Soren believes that Etmuller may be right, because if this were to have happened before, you'd definitely remember it. Uh, but what makes this case extraordinarily unusual is what didn't happen. Etmuller didn't run off to a lawyer, hoping to get a fat settlement. In fact, he went to them instead of, he went to them asking for another fat sandwich to replace the one he never finished. It wasn't the sandwich's fault. It was my genetics, he said. Adding he could tell the franchise owners were very nervous at first until his wife jokingly suggested they at least give him a free sandwich. He did get it, but admits he had to cut it up into 100 pieces. Going down here, um, it says uh, he agreed to let, uh, in addition to, to not suing the, the place, which, I mean, it's it really isn't their fault. I mean, he's the one who ordered the giant sandwich and whatnot. That would be silly to, to sue. I dislocated my jaw because I was an idiot. Um, in addition to not not uh, doing a lawsuit, he agreed to let them use uh, the experiment experience as a marketing tool. The company sent a camera crew down to Cumming, Georgia, to film an elaborate reenactment of the jaw dropping incident for YouTube. Something that Ed Mueller's wife Carolyn believes makes sense. One thing that consistently happens is people ask, "How did this happen?" and "Where can I get the sandwich?" Uh, do, 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 do. says Etmuller's demand is demanding satisfaction of a sort. Besides the free sandwich and milkshakes, he figures the least the company can do for his pain and suffering is to change the name of the sandwich to do s- to something that might better warn customers of its inherent dangers. So which witch has taken its his suggestions under advisement and is considering three new names: the Lockjaw, the Double Dislocator, or Jaw Wrecker. And they've all been put up for a fan vote at the company website and Facebook fan page. Lockjaw is the best one. Uh-huh. It says, Ed Mueller is partial to double dislocator, but realizes the crowd may be going for lockjaw. In fact, he claims he recently heard a 12-year-old boy ask for lockjaw while at Witch Witch. I laughed so hard that all 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper came through my nose, he said. That's not easy for him. Because of the nature of his injuries, Ed Mueller has to be careful when he yawns, screams, or laughs for the next six weeks. And, he, <laughs> and even has to... Oh, or, you know, sucks cock. Uh, and even has to prop up his chin with his hand to make sure history doesn't repeat itself. Wow. I, I just... I thought that was wonderful. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, oh, sir. I just like how his kids were laughing at him. Like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you little shits. <laughs> I would crams those children. Crams, like crams the sandwich on their, on their gullet. I'll teach you to laugh at me. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> I have a couple stories I will read here. Absolutely not. At first, Reverend Fred Armsfield's, or Armfield's arrest for patronizing a prostitute in Greenwood, South Carolina in January looked uncontroversial with Armfield allegedly confessing that he had bargained Melinda Truckstop Robinson down from $10 to $5 for oral sex. 
<laughs> Several days later, however, Armfield formally disputed the arrest, calling himself a descendant of the original Moropithecus, Dysoc, Kenyapithecus, and Afropithecus. Uh, a living flesh and blood being with sovereign status and someone who, based on his character and community standing, should not be prosecuted. Wait, wait, so, wait, his, his, his defense is that he's, like, descended from what I guess are the scientific terms for, like, cavemen? Is that yes, right? Although I don't think some of those, I don't think any of those actually are real. Are actual real names? No, I think that he probably made them up. But that's 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 basically close, like that's basically like his his excuse is like I'm descended from, you know, previous uh, hominids. Hominids, and and so <laughs> therefore I should not be prosecuted. Like, um, sir. <laughs> also, he claimed that any payment to truck stop with Federal Reserve notes did not legally constitute a purchase since such notes are not lawful money. Where does this guy live? Like, what planet is he from? Greenwood, South Carolina. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> it's not real money, sir. This is not Monopoly. Well, m- most money is, is and, and, for much, and for much of our history, money was based on uh, gold. The money we mm-hmm. have now isn't actually, it's not based on anything. It's literally just paper that they print. There's no going back into it. So he may have a point there. I mean, there's, well, I mean, it's, it's, but it's, it's just paper. There's nothing backing it. It's worth $20 because we all say it's worth $20. Yeah, but the, by, by us saying that it's worth $20 means that it is money. You know, it I'm is legal tender. I'm just saying yeah, that yeah, there's no tenders. gold backing this guy is, it. This guy is an idiot. It used to be if 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 you had a, like a twenty dollar bill, then uh, you knew that there was twenty dollars of gold like somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it, it represented. That's not the case anymore, and I'm I'm probably mutilating the explanation, but that's, that's <laughs> the gist of it. This is Treasury One Hundred and One with this Patrick. Is, <laughs> this is the one that uh, is similar to an indecent exposure. I think you'll enjoy this. Okay. Grab my paper here. Sheriff's deputies in Austin, Texas, arrested Anthony Gigliotti, 17, after complaints that the teen was annoying women by following them around in public and snapping photographs of their clothed body parts. Gigliotti told one deputy that he needed the photos. Gigliotti. <laughs> because he needed the photos because the sex education at his Lake Travis High School was inadequate. Oh, that's bull. <laughs> Not that it's inadequate, but that that's why he needs to... It's like, sir, that's not sex education. That's just whacking it. Craig Show, 49, <laughs> filed a lawsuit in January against the Idaho State Police and the Bonner County Sheriff's Office, demanding compensation following his DUI arrest in August. Show said the cops had seized a medicine bag in his motorcycle and, in opening it for inspection, permitted the mystical powers inside to escape. The bag was blessed by a medicine woman in 1995, and Show said had been unopened since then. <laughs> Teacher Karen Hollander filed a lawsuit in November against the New York City Department of Education after taking a fall on quote-unquote slippery foreign substances, including condoms on the floor at the High School of Art and Design. <laughs> distribute condoms on campus, she said. The department is responsible when students open them and discard them during the lunch period, littering the floor. <laughs> Anthony Avery, 72, a retired insurance underwriter, filed a lawsuit in December against the exclusive Rye Golf Club in East Sussex County, England, 
for lingering injuries caused when he slipped on the wet floor of the club's shower room. The floor, he said, was, quote-unquote, too slippery. <laughs> is there somebody there who measures, like, the slipperiness? Like, oh, this is just under the line. It's okay. So he coated the floor with oil. Urine. <laughs> yeah. Maisha Williams, 20, and a friend walked into the police station in Deland, Florida in January and demanded to know why their photos appeared in local crime news on TV. Following questioning, police decided Williams was the woman on their surveillance video robbing a beauty shop and arrested her. <laughs> Where's my picture on TV? Williams' friend had left before the actual robbery. She was not charged. Uh, the burglar who stole already filed prescription orders from the West Main Pharmacy in Medford, Oregon in January puzzlingly limited his take to the pickup ready packages filed under O police guessed that the burglar must have been after the commonly stolen oxycodone and was unaware that outgoing prescriptions are filed by customers last names not their medications (laughs) Stephen and that is uh this week's installment of News Briefs. No. Oh, man. Silly people. Stupid stupid criminals are, are one of the things that always make me giggle. Why's my picture up here? Speaking of things that make me giggle, um, I don't know if you've seen the commercial. It's a Travelocity commercial. It's real quick. It's real simple. It's basically, it's like, uh, it's got the travel gnome in a bathtub, and it's like, this is you when you use our, you know, secret chopper hotel things on Travelocity. And he's like, oh. He goes, this is what happens when you use other sites. And he's, he's, uh, it's the gnome, and he's in uh, a tank of piranha, <laughs> just screaming. I laughed so hard at that commercial that I gave myself a coughing fit. <laughs> And at the end, I'm sitting there just like, I am so easily amused. Like, I am a child, really, when you think about it. Like, you know, poop and fart jokes make me giggle. And uh, there's nothing really wrong with that. Really kind of ridiculous. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Trying to be an adult. <laughs> but, uh... <sighs> so anything of interest happen in your daily life, Patrick? No. You haven't come across any more poo piles in the middle of the, the sidewalk? No, although I was walking the dog um, two days ago, and this this occurrence had happened once before, like shortly after we moved into the house here, uh, but further down the street. Uh, but I was walking the dog, and, and I was coming up past uh, our house, Sort of mm-hmm. walking along the opposite side of the road, and and I noticed something laying on the side of the road. So I yeah. took a look at it. There's a friggin' needle with like the needle still in it, like a syringe. Oh really? Yeah. I doubt someone was giving themselves an insulin shot. <laughs> what a no, Patrick. You know. <laughs> so like, that's so it sits right across so what, the street. Did you from, like pick it up and put it in the trash? Or I'm not touching it. Huh? I'm not touching it. But, uh, yeah, like, that's nice. So somebody's throwing their, like, heroin syringe, like, out in the side of the street, you know, where people have, like, dogs and children and stuff. Mm-hmm. And on that happy note, no. 
Well, I mean, I'm that's really like all that's happened. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually been like a a slow two weeks. Um, yeah, it's it. There hasn't been too much that's happened. I mean, we went um, this past weekend. I went down to to DC in the middle. Of course, it's you know it was the cherry blossom festival. But it was also the peak season for the blossoms, which they don't correspond a lot of times. You know, usually it'll be, you know, the, the festival will happen at one point and the uh, the actual blossoms will will happen a lot later. But this time they, they did coincide. And so we went down there and it was bonkers. It took us, we were inside, like we had just gotten into D.C. and it took us an hour to find a, a place to park. And, um... All we were doing was trying to get down Constitution. Mm. We were on Constitution for an hour. And uh, it was just, it was absolutely bonkers. And we got down there, and you're trying to walk around and everything. And, of course, I'm, I'm with with uh, Maggie and Andy, who both are, are taller than me. And I thought it was kind of funny because we were walking along, and I just kind of meandered, so I wasn't right up there with them. And they were walking, they crossed the street, and they get across the street, and they're both standing on this little hill looking for me, you know, mm. but they're looking way above where my head would be. They're looking at like the six foot height, you know, looking in the crowd. And so I sit there and I walked right up to Andy and I, I stood there for like a minute and he's sitting there looking over my head, scanning the crowd, looking for me. And finally he, he looked down and he said, Oh, Hey, you're right there. I was like, yeah, you got to look to actually, you know, where my height is. Um, it's very easy for me to disappear in a crowd. It's very easy, and uh, so if I had if I had needed to uh, assassinate anybody at the uh, Cherry Blossom Festival, I'm sure I could have done it. Slipped through the crowds, but um, it was bonkers downtown. It's absolutely crazy, and um, it was pretty though. Cool. A nice festival. I've never been. Yeah, I've I've only been I, and we didn't do too much with the festival. We just mainly just kind of walking around, but it was also really hot. It's been um, rather warm down in this area. It's been pretty warm up I, here. It was yeah, like eighty something yesterday. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was eighty, maybe might have been close to ninety yesterday, but I'm not entirely sure. It was. Uh, it was definitely warm. You know, it's bad. You know, it's summertime or getting to be summertime. It's actually technically spring, but uh, when you have to change your shirt three times, it was uh, it was pretty warm yesterday. Not from sweat though, just because you keep dropping food and fecal exactly, yeah, <laughs> fecal. It was the fecal matter, you know. I kept rubbing it on myself, thinking it was chocolate, and then I was like, "Oh, that's not chocolate, no." Well, that sorted music means that uh, <laughs> this episode of the show is. Drawing to its inevitable, its inevitable and merciful ending. <laughs> Thank God it's over. Oh no! <laughs> Looks like unfortunately uh, Lance wasn't able to join us this time, but perhaps we can have him next episode. We will track him down. We will. We shall. Actually, it sounds like he just texted, but the show is pretty much over. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him next time. Hey, Lance. We'll get you next time. <laughs> Join us in two weeks. 
for the next episode of the Super Happy Fun Variety Hour. Feel the shame. You forgot the phallic soap on a rope. Ha, 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 ha.